Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, May 18th, and yes, this is Brad Sykes, finally back from my trip out to Colorado. Glad to be in studio on Guest Thursday. Most of you guys know Thursday is Guest Thursday, and uh, Doug has handed over the controls to me, so I'm flying. I'm not flying solo today because it is Guest Thursday, but I do want to thank David Gray and Pastor Will for filling in the gap while I was out um at my final my fifth child's college graduation out in colorado and uh anyway it was it was awesome thanks for all the email messages while i was away do want you to know i get those uh if you want to send an email to me brad at swatradio.com always love hearing from you guys especially when i'm absent but i want to hear from you when we're here in studio so Give me a shout out. Anyway, uh, like I said, as most of you know, Doug usually flies solo on Thursday. But since I've been out for the last 10 days, I guess he thought it was time for me to get back in studio. And I'm honored to have my good friend, my guest for today, Pastor Trey Brunson. Good friend and pastor. Trey, that's what I call you at least. But, I'll, I'll uh, take it. It's better than things other people have called me. Well, I was going to say, you know. I, <laughs> Well, listen, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It, yeah, man. It's been a while. I feel like I might be the veteran. Uh, you know, I, this is what, three or four for me? So At, at least. I, I mean, knew where I was coming today to meet you here. But so. that's not for lack of invitation. I was just <laughs> commenting. I, I I probably invite you at least once a month, at least. But yeah. I know you are a busy man. Yeah. Uh, I was just telling you before we came on the air, I was literally you know i got in late last night and uh i was i knew i was coming in and i was going to have you in studio which you know you and i could chat it up for a couple of hours. hours we wouldn't need notes we wouldn't need no. a whole lot of anything but i was thinking about the fact that you uh well you've had a baby since the last time uh i should say rachel yeah a rachel had a baby I, I didn't have much to do with it so <laughs> well i don't know moral support we'll, 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 we won't go there but uh so five children right yeah yeah, give ten. us the names now. Uh, Judah, all right, all right. Wyatt Bear will be ten in July. Judah Knox is eight. Scout Helena is six. Rivers Haddon is four, and Coda Ruth just turned two. She's already two. She's two, man. Come but on. she's still the baby, bro. Well, it, I, I guarantee you haven't been in the last two years. I, I've been in with Doug, so not like, with you, oh, man. Because okay, you, okay. you're as busy as I am. Well, I was gonna say because <laughs> you have five kids. Well, I have five kids, and now you, you may not be well. You're probably aware of this. I've got eight grandkids. Yeah. And I've got two more on the way. Golly, so Ben and so Rachel, amazing. Ben and Rachel are, are uh, having a daughter. Uh, for uh, I was just posting today that you know Graham's going to have a little little sister. So wild. And Graham, as most of our listeners know, has been just a complete answer to prayer. Yeah. And uh, so we're excited. Everything looks good with the pregnancy, but uh, Sarah's God. pregnant also. So again, I know I don't know so if I was supposed to let that out of the bag, but it, hey. it, it, somewhat it's public. You can blame it on me. I did the wedding. Yeah, I, exactly. I have a part to play. In well, this. I was just going to say we you you I've tied you down for another date. So make sure October first. Uh, you know, it was unanimous. My children all agreed. Trey, uh, yeah. you did one of the best weddings uh, oh. that I've been a part of, and I've been a part yeah. of a lot of them. Not yeah. only all my kids, but yeah. but uh, it, it. So we're excited to have you marry my youngest, Hannah. I'm Can ready. Believe man. that? Yeah, I cannot believe it. <laughs> you probably remember. I have some great pictures of, of Hannah when we were 
uh, when you first when yeah. you and I first got connected, which by the way, two thousand eight. I, I know, was going man. back. Men at the cross. Men at the cross, exactly. Not too far from here. We met in that boardroom That's across exact, the street, right? That's it, the MetLife building. Yeah. In fact, um, of course, you know who was a part of that early on was Doug McCary. Doug, and, man. And uh, Doug was, I think at the time, living in Dallas, I believe, yes. either Dallas or Houston. And uh, even though Doug and I had been friends for you know years before that, we met yeah. 20, 25 years ago. Wow. And uh, all the years... He was with East West Ministries, and mm-hmm. then of course with Men at the Cross, we stayed in touch all those years. And then of course Joe White, you know, yeah. lassoes me into Men at the Cross, where I met you. Me as well. I got it, lassoed in as well. Well, of course, that, <laughs> Joe, Joe has a tendency to do that. But uh, well, listen, we have been in the Book of Acts for a little yeah. over two years, and finally last week, in fact, I was as I mentioned, I was out in Colorado, and Doug closed out our study by looking at Acts chapter twenty-eight verses 17 through 31, where God calls his leaders to, number one, a life of service, number two, a love for his sheep, and number three, a loyalty to the Savior. God uses Paul again and again to be his ambassador in chains wherever he leads him. And in chapter 28, Paul finally arrives in Rome. took two years, but he finally made it there in God's timing. And Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the world is really the theme of the book of Acts. Uh, Luke writes about it. Uh, He writes about the power of the church. He writes about the power of the Holy Spirit. And he writes about the mission of the church to worship, to teach, to fellowship, and to evangelize. In fact, in chapter 1, verse 8, most people who have studied Acts know this. Jesus tells his disciples that they're going to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And in chapters 1 through 7, the good news spreads throughout Jerusalem. In chapters 8 through 11, the good news goes into all Judea and Samaria. And in chapters 12 through 28, God takes this this man uh, that we knew as Saul he converts him, and Paul, he, he takes him over 10,000 miles to take the good news to the ends of the earth. Yeah, We are the beneficiaries of that, right, Trey? Exactly. You know, you look at Acts 28, Paul, he finally arrives in Rome, and within three days, what happens? He's sharing the gospel with Jewish brothers and those who come and visit him. And, you know, I was thinking about Rome. Rome is this pagan, immoral nation. Nero is the emperor. There are two million people there, and and a million of those people are slaves. Yeah. And, and God brought Paul there to bring life and light to those in darkness. Yeah. And so often what Doug and I have shared over the last two, two and a half years is the fact that we are, as First Peter 2, 9 says, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into light. And we see in Paul in verses 17 through 20 this past week that we see a life of faithful integrity, mm-hmm. and that's demonstrated in his godly character. Mm-hmm. In verses 21 through 24, we see a life of faithful evangelism demonstrated in godly compassion. And in verses 25 through 31, we see a life of faithful boldness demonstrated in godly conviction. And, you know, Trey, as as disciples of Jesus Christ, as a minister of the gospel, when you think about how important it is that we have godly character, that we have godly compassion, and that we have godly conviction— 
Yeah. It is it is the foundation of what we are here to do as those who proclaim the message of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, you these know, are the, these are things that will cost you your ministry if you don't have them. Exactly. Well, you know, we are we are commanded to take up the cross. Yeah. You know, and so oftentimes you know, and I, I know you're a podcast guy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think we were we were talking about this last month uh, when when uh, Charles Stanley passed away. Yeah, man. Here, here you got Doug and I, a couple old guys, talking about Charles Stanley, yeah. and we kind of went down our list of guys that we we listened to and tuned into uh, in those early years of following Christ. I was uh, 1981. I came to Christ. Doug came even earlier than that, but. I don't know. It'd be interesting. And I I was thinking of a dinner you and I were at not too long ago where I think the question was raised, who, who has had the, you know, what pastor has had the greatest impact in your life? With Brian Croft. Yeah. Who was on the show that day. That's right. Exactly. And I, and I thought, what a great question. Yeah. And I was thinking about Dr. Charles Stanley and I don't know, I think of your dad. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Dr. Charles Stanley had a huge impact in your dad's life. Yeah. But I was thinking about Dr. Charles Stanley, R.C. Sproul, oh, yeah. John MacArthur, yeah. uh, uh, Tommy Nelson, For uh, sure, Warren Tommy. Wearsby. I just think yeah. of all these guys who, you know, we, di- we didn't have podcasts back no. then. <laughs> Our podcasts looked like a little cassette Cassettes. tape. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested. I need to get your dad on. We need to, oh, we'd we, love we, it. We need to chat it up about how, how did we listen to the gospel back Man. in those days? You, you sent money in and you bought cassettes. You bought whole series at a time. Right. Or eventually, as I got older, CDs. CDs, exactly. And then eventually MP3s. And now it's like, you don't pay for that. You go find it on YouTube or podcasts or wherever. My kids have helped me with the YouTube world to figure out you can find anything on YouTube. Isn't that so, the truth? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little dangerous, actually, to be yes. honest. Uh, yeah. I, I, as I mentioned, uh, so one of the things this past week, and I know we're going to take a break here in just a minute, but we uh, we left we left Jacksonville Tuesday of last week. Now, you, you'll appreciate this because you yeah. have five kids, and I mean, yeah, if, if you're going to get from point A to point B, depending on how far it is. You, you, you know, you got to kind of weigh, is this worth buying airfare for? Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, when our kids were young, airfare, no. that was a nightmare. It is. It is a nightmare <laughs> to travel with little kids. <laughs> so we we had decided we are going to drive most places. And what's interesting, being married 37 years, yeah. uh, I love spending time with Vicky. I do too. It, it well, is my not with Vicky, yeah, with Rachel, with Rachel. But I like spending time with yeah, Vicky too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, when I think of the things that I really look for, you know, most people think, God, a drive to Colorado? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, with five kids, it was different than what it looks like between Vicky and I. But, no. boy, I just tee up podcast after podcast and good yeah. sermons and sometimes just random podcasts that oh, either cool. one of my boys have recommended, you know, on eating right or working yeah. out or whatever. Yeah, man. I mean, you think if you said, hey, you could have next week, you could do whatever you want, I'd probably take a nap at some point. Yeah. But if you could put me in a car with my dad, Oh man! Or Rachel? Yeah. Or you? Mm. Or or Ben and Jake? Yeah. And we could just drive somewhere and listen to some stuff and have some conversations. I get so much more out of that than if I just sat around the house, dude. I'm telling you, it but is I so thrive rich. on those conversations, man. It, it is so rich. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning cassette, not cassettes, but cassette tapes that became CDs, and yeah. and I still remember uh, one of our guests here many times, Tommy Nelson, yeah, out in Denton Bible Church, and. Uh, you know, I think about the series, the Song of Solomon series. Yeah. On, I probably still have those CDs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those were some of the, 
and interestingly enough, just so you're up because you're going to be marrying my my last child. Yeah, man. You think you think Hannah hadn't listened to Tommy Nelson a few times? Oh, I bet you had. <laughs> it's like, listen, and I do this. I don't. I'd be interested to know when you find out somebody's getting married. Yeah. What, what books do you make them read? What yeah. what uh, series do you yeah. make them read? You know, listen to. And I've always said, you know, when I meet with a guy to disciple him, mm-hmm. there's some things I want to know before we ever get started. Yeah. Uh, well, there's several things, but one is how committed are you to this? Yeah. Because this isn't a six week journey. No. This is in some cases, as I mentioned before Life. we went on the air, I've been I've been meeting with one guy for twenty years. Yeah. And I'm not talking about oh we meet every once in a while. This is weekly we get together. Yeah. But I, I was thinking I want to know what are you listening to? Yeah. What are you watching? Yeah. What are you reading? Yeah. And who are you hanging around with? Yeah. Who are the five guys closest to you? Exactly. Because yeah. how important is that? When you, yeah. when you, I mean, you think about us, you and I, I think about you, I think of the men who have surrounded your life, the men who have surrounded my life, and how important that is. Yeah. It's critical. It is. Well, we're going to take a break here in just a second. We're glad you have tuned in. If you are new to SWAT Radio, go to SWATradio.com. You're wondering, what in the heck is this? SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. You can go to SWATradio.com, check out the various locations that we meet for Bible studies. Uh, Listen, it's great to listen on air, even better to be in person. So go check it out. Stay tuned. We will be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Hey, this is Brant along with Sherry here. And so you hear me doing these spots for MediShare, and Sherry actually helps me with them. I get people actually in person saying, okay, Brant, for real, do you recommend this? Like, yeah, uh, for real, I actually do. I'm not just saying stuff. So family, friends ask me about it. I'm like, yes, you should look into this. It's really a great option for a lot of people. That's what I tell people. My experience has been, MediShare has been fantastic for me. Yeah. It, it's so different from health insurance in a lot of great ways, honestly. Yeah, and see, a lot of people who've switched tell me that. It's the same reaction. They're very, very happy with it, and it gives them peace of mind and saves them a lot of money. I would tell people, look into it. Yep. Uh, so really, for reals, uh, if you want to talk to them, they're great to talk to. I think you'll be impressed and happy you looked into it so um you do the phone number i'm actually tired of doing all the phone numbers (laughs) okay call now 844-55-BIBLE that's 844-55-BIBLE 844-55-BIBLE nice job thanks god hates syncretism this is ken ham on a mission to call the church back to god's word and the gospel this week we're looking at the worldview held by the majority of americans And in general, this worldview is customized by one made up of a little of this and a little of that. It's syncretism. 
And sadly, this isn't unique to those outside the church. Many professing Christians take elements of man's pagan religion of our age, like evolution and millions of years, and mesh it with scripture. And then we wonder why so few Christians have a biblical worldview. But God hates syncretism. He punished the Israelites for mixing the worship of the true God with pagan rituals. He wants us to believe His Word, all of it, and start out thinking with truth. Find out more about God's Word, thinking biblically, and building a biblical worldview at AnswersRadio.com. And enjoy the rest of this series at AnswersRadio.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Argyle at 91.7. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes in with my good friend, Trey Brunson. Almost almost said Dr. Trey. Hey, I'll take it. You're not a doctor yet, are you? No. You're probably close. I would love it (laughs) one day. Somebody feels called to pay for it. Is Dr. Dr. Brunson your dad? (laughs) That is right. Dr. Mac. Dr. Mac. That's right. Well, (laughs) listen, I, you know, as always, you know, our listeners may not know who you are. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I always like to. I'm a big believer in, even though Doug's got, you know, Doug's got his tentacles all over the country. In fact, around mm-hmm. the world with leaders, as do you. Yeah, man. And and I tend to have more of a, a smaller network. It, it's I don't a know big, about it, that. Well, let me say it's a big network, but it's it's close. It's close by. You keep people close to <laughs> you. You know, for you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And and I I uh, when I think of people that yeah. we can get on the air. I think of local guys, uh, yeah. you know, and, and while this broadcast is going to Meridian, Mississippi, Virginia Beach, we're on a Come number on, of man. stations around the country and people listen, you know, on air on the podcast. Yeah. By the way, if you're not familiar with our podcast, go to go to wherever you get your podcast, download SWAT radio and listen to it. I was listening to it over the last three days as I was driving back from Colorado, just to kind of stay up on what was being taught. Yeah. But I, because I like to highlight, not you, the man. Sure. But the ministry, what yeah. what is God doing through you? As we always say, we're 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 not consumers; we're conduits right. of the gospel. And I yeah. think about you know, as long as I shared earlier, you and I have known each other for a number of years. I'm always excited to have you or sit down with you, get coffee with you, whatever, mm-hmm. and hear what God's doing through Trey. Yeah. So tell me, give me a quick update. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you and I both worship at the same church. I'm at the Church of Eleven Twenty Two. I've been on staff there. Uh, since COVID, I was one of the guys who, I guess, whatever the great resignation, whatever they called it, <laughs> I was on, on staff at an incredible church in Louisville, Kentucky, and wound up on a Zoom call with Pastor Joby. And I knew him from when I'd been here previously, right. and he was asking me how things were going, and I was like, well, it's COVID, man. So things aren't going anywhere right now. I feel like we're all just trying to figure out what to do. And he said, we ever thought about moving back to Jacksonville? And I said, are you offering me a job, or are you just asking in general? And he said, no, man, like, we'd love if you'd come back and what an honoring thing for someone that you respect. Like I respect pastor Joby. I mean, he's my guy. Yes. Yeah. So it it didn't take long for Rachel and I to pray and pack all of our kids up and the cat and move back this way. (laughs) And uh, so I serve at the church. I get to help with campuses, launching campuses. We've got, 
We're going to launch our North Jacks campus in August, and then we're looking at launching down in St. Augustine next year at Easter, and then we're going up to Wildlight up in Yulee oh, yeah. uh, the following August. So I'm, I'm working on a lot of that. I get to pour into our campus pastors, campus staff. Uh, get to help with discipleship at the church because I just love making disciples. You, you, you know something about discipleship. <laughs> I got kids and I'm, I'm discipling them pretty actively. But I tell you the big thing right now, man, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm eat up with excitement at the moment. We have our annual beach baptism this Sunday. So, you know, as an 11 yep. we do yep. baptisms in January. It's a great way to start the year. And we do our saturated in the fall. And we do baptisms there. And we do baptisms throughout the year. But we, we've kind of focused and said this is a rhythm in the calendar for us is people who've made a profession of faith at the church making that public. Yeah. And so we have at the moment 925 people already signed up to get baptized this weekend at Hannah Park. Love it. And, and we have services tonight. At Fleming Island and San Pablo at 722. So I know there's going to be more people. I, I've been praying, God, give us over a thousand people. And I just can't believe that I get to be a part of it. feels like the book of Acts to me. Exactly. I yeah. can't wait, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking about the Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah. Is there any reason I wouldn't get baptized? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's a puddle of water. Yeah. You know, and I, I think about the importance of obedience, yeah. not delayed obedience. No. Now. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. You know, I, Trey, I, you were talking about how you and Joby connected. I know, I know you guys had been friends or connected <laughs> connections, and I, I still remember where I was when you told me what you just told me. I was in Chicago. Yeah, you and I were having a conversation. There were a lot of things going on, and it, I think you were, yeah, you were on a conference call. If I'm correct, you were yeah. on a conference call, and you mentioned something, and Joby was on that call too. And he's like texting you while yes. you're on that call. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. So it was funny. I had I had just driven back. I preached at a church in Indianapolis for a friend. Drove home, and my dad texted me to ask how the sermon went. And so I was like, you know, it was, it was a great day. And he said, hey, what are you doing in about an hour? And I saw, I'll be home. He said, do you want to jump on a Zoom call with Vaughn McLaughlin and I, the Potter's House, Pastor uh, Potter's Bishop, Bishop I Vaughn. love Bishop love McLaughlin. Had and lunch I with him about a month ago. I thought it was just the two of them. So I thought, man, I'm about to laugh. This is going to be a great time. Exactly. And it wound up, it was all of these pastors in Jacksonville, and they were talking about George Floyd. What do we do? McLaughlin wow. asked that question. Wow. How can we minister to our hurting community together? And I mean, these guys from every church wow. in Jacksonville, and Joby was one of them, and he messaged me, and I'm a little slow on the uptick on this one. He said, where are you? And I thought, because it's Joby, he could see the trees in my backyard. I was like, right. I'm in my backyard in Louisville. I'm not hunting somewhere because yeah. I assume that's why he was asking. And he's like, no, no, what church are you at? What are you doing? So I said, I'm a Southeast Christian and this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. And he mm-hmm. said, cool, man, you want to come do that here? <laughs> that's, that's what I love about Joby. He sat right there where you have. Yeah. He is a direct person, yes. you know. Yeah, man. And, and I appreciate that. You know, Me I was too. thinking about the fact we're, we're going to, I want to look at this idea of, of demonstrating godly character, godly compassion, yeah. and godly conviction. And it made me think about something you're involved in today, right. tomorrow, and the next day. You want to yeah. speak to that real yeah, quick? Yeah. I have a good friend, uh, Nick Liberto. Nick runs a ministry called Proven Ministries. They create resources to help men and women who are struggling with pornography addictions. And he has groups all over the country. Uh, he actually has created another website and ministry that they're also engaged in called The Sex Talk, where they're helping parents to have these conversations. Because it's not a talk. It's having a talk regularly with your kids, especially in the culture that we're in. You want to talk about conviction, having godly conviction. You better have a sexual ethic, which is a large part of Paul's theology. Mm -hmm. And the culture that we're in today, what will you do? Uh, You think about 1 Corinthians. 
in, in the culture in Corinth, because everybody likes to think our culture is so crazy right now. The culture in Corinth, they had married church worship and, and sexuality. Yeah. Where there were temple prostitutes, male and female, all kinds of debauchery happening, and it was called church. I bet a lot of people would go to church if those things were happening today, right? Yeah. yeah right. So how do you how do you step into that mess? Which is why First Corinthians and Second Corinthians feels so uh, interesting. Is because Paul's having to address broken sexual cultures, people who do not have a sexual ethic. What did the scriptures say? How does that inform the way I understand myself? my sexuality, and even the culture that I'm in. I want to be a bearer of good news. How do I speak to people who are broken and wounded, which is what's happening? Nick is up at North Jacks Baptist Church for a gathering of sexual integrity leaders. It's called SILS, the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit. It's going on today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday morning. Uh, it is incredible the number of ministries that are up there, the ones that you would know, like Covenant Eyes and Pure Desire, but then several others, including uh, like Jay Haig and his ministry, mm-hmm. uh, Lust No More. Yeah, it's it's actually, I think, Living Without Lust. Living Without Lust, yeah. there it is. <clears throat> well, Jay's been a guest with us a number yeah. of times. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, Jerry Sinclair's a good friend of ours. He's up there. He's yeah. up there, I'm sure. And, you know, we, I don't want to get into it, but, yeah. you know, in light of uh, godly character. Yeah. You know, and I'd be interested, this would whole, be yeah. a whole nother broadcast where yeah. we would talk about over the years, over 20 plus years that I've been really, my passion is to invest in men one-on-one. Yeah. And, and I have found, uh, listen, we can get together in a small group, four or five of us, we can have some yeah. discussions but most men, and, and I'm not saying all men, most men will struggle to be vulnerable enough and expose that particular, the area of sexual sin. Yes. And uh, I, I found it to be almost universal that as I spend time with men, this is a struggle. For sure. You know, and it's, and it's we can call it pornography, lust. All those things, and, yeah. and you were—you mentioned it just a minute ago—that yeah. uh, whoever the speaker was today yeah, talked yeah. talked about, you know, we don't have a lust problem. Yeah, we have a loneliness problem. A loneliness problem. Yeah. I was thinking we have a worship problem. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, in in light of what's happened, it, it'd be yeah. fascinating. I don't know what the numbers are. Maybe you do after last day yeah. of being there. Maybe you'll find this out. Yeah. Is just what COVID did when yeah. we shut things down i know doug and i discussed it yeah. at, at length about the isolation that that created and really what the isolation what what our culture has created oh you know? yeah yeah it is uh, interesting being the father of five younger kids because so much of communication community even relationships today takes place digitally so like I, i'm sure you have it too there's like a uh next door the, the, the app yes, that kind of yeah, tells you what's going yeah. on in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. which we love because it tells us like if there's police or whatever around, what's going on. So I read a post that was posted in my next door for like the areas around my neighborhood. And it was a lady said, I'm 37 years old. I just moved to this part of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to make friends. Wow. Do you know where I can go to make friends? Well, I had the same conversation with Wyatt. Wyatt's in the third grade. When he went to the first grade, he went to a, a public school down where we are in St. John's County. And he had a really hard time. I mean, bullying was a piece of it, a couple of things. But I remember driving to school one day, and it's one of those great dad moments you can look back on. I, it just hit me, and I just said, hey, Wyatt, have I ever talked to you about how to make friends? And he looked at me like <clears throat> this was a key piece of information I'd left out. 
And I just spent about 15 minutes in the line trying to get him into school talking about mm. how you can be outgoing, how you can talk to people, put yourself. And I just did anything I could mm. throw at, yeah. at this point, a seven-year-old to try and help. It is hard to make friends today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, the, tough. and and really the world that's that we're living in yeah. will will become your friend if you allow it. To. It will cater to your being oh, isolated, man. which is the most dangerous place to be. Amen. See I, David. I was thinking about yeah, exactly. I was yeah. thinking about artificial intelligence, all this stuff that we're we're hearing yeah. about. I was listening to a podcast coming home yesterday and I was it was frightening yeah. to, to realize what's happening to our world and how important is it? What is shaping your character? Yeah. And in Paul's life, it was God's word. Yeah. So we're going to take another break. We are so glad you have tuned in. If you want to call us this afternoon, yeah, we will actually take your calls. Um, it is 844-777-7928. That's 844 SRN News. I love music and lasagna and my wife nibbling my earlobe, but nothing beats hearing what God is up to. The movie Jesus Revolution tells of Greg Laurie, whose mom was divorced seven times. On his way to school, Greg and classmates passed a house where a pastor's wife prayed that they would find Jesus. One day, Greg heard of the Savior who loved him to death. It blew his mind. He repented, came to Christ, and attended Chuck Smith's church. Chuck's wife, Kay, was the faithful woman who prayed for Greg and his friends, never dreaming he would one day pastor a massive church and see more than a million Pray with him to receive Jesus as Savior. Are you down? Remember what a Gap t-shirt stands for. God answers prayer. This is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life. There's major delays in the Mandarin area because of emergency road construction on San Jose Boulevard southbound at Clear Lane, blocking two left lanes. In the opposite direction, emergency road construction continues as well on San Jose Boulevard northbound at Clear Lane, blocking the left lane. Showers and thunderstorms tonight, low 67 Friday, partly sunny, high 85. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. SWAT Radio, yes, we're just nobodies trying to tell everybody about that somebody who saved us. And and by the way, if you are um, you want to go back and listen to this week's um, kind of teaching, you can go to SWATradio.com. You can click on past broadcasts, listen to them there. You can download the podcast and listen listen there. Uh, you can email us. Uh, you can email me at brad at SWATradio.com or doug at SWATradio.com. Or if you have a question or comment, send that to ask at SWATradio.com, A-S-K at SWATradio.com. I've got my good friend, Pastor Trey Brunson, in studio with me today. It's kind of a treat. I don't get to – so, Trey, I don't come in on Thursdays usually. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you know, we have a guy like Trey Brunson come yeah. in. <laughs> But uh, I've really been trying to encourage Doug over the years. You know how busy, well, 
mm-hmm. you're in the same boat. You know, the, the, yeah. ministry is not an easy uh, journey. It's a busy journey. Yeah, and it's messy. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I always say yeah. ministry is messy. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, and the importance of getting a break. And so mm-hmm. this year, Doug and I've had, you know. Pr- just like you and I, we could sit in here after these mics are turned off, we could have some just rich conversation oh, yeah. that would be so encouraging and uplifting. Yeah. Doug and I have had those over the years. I yeah. tell people, you know, people ask me, is it pretty cool being in, on the radio? I really don't care to be on the radio, but I enjoy the conversations Doug yeah. and I have on the breaks and oh, afterwards, yeah. and they lead out into the parking lot. I was thinking about Joby. Yeah. We had Joby in here a couple of years ago. It's kind of middle of COVID, I think. And I mean, it was, you know, we've had a lot of guests, uh, and, and just to have a, you know, so oftentimes people see Joby as, you know, a pastor on a stage, just like, sure. you, you know, when I see a lot of people see you yeah and, uh, but to get Joby, you know, one-on-one or in a studio He's and the to best. just, you, you see the heart there, yeah. you know, it's like when you see a guy's oh, yeah. eyes starting to water up, you know, that something's got him, yeah. you know, and I was thinking about conversation. We had him in studio. We, you know, we. As soon as these mics went off, we walked down the hall, got in the elevator, went down, walked out in the parking lot, sat out there for 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. You just think about how rich those conversations are. And, yeah. you know, in light of what we were just talking about as we closed out that last segment is the isolation. Yeah. You know, as men, and SWAT is a men's ministry, <clears throat> we are constantly pursuing men yeah. because it is easy, whether it's in your office even in your home to be mm-hmm. isolated for sure and just just how important it is that we have godly character if we're going to have the ministry if we're going to if we're going to be faithful yeah to be the ministers that God has called us to be to faithfully declare the gospel of Jesus Christ there the element of godly character has to be there yeah. otherwise think about how many men over the years have been disqualified yeah yeah, my dad used to tell me that character is who you are when no one's looking. Yep. It is the essence of who you are. And like you said earlier, you're the sum of the five people who are closest to you. Yep. So you got to ask some of those questions. Who are those people? It's, it is completely feasible that the five people who are closest to you are digital relationships. And that's a scary place oh, to be. Man. Yeah, I've had the benefit, uh, specifically since I moved back, came on staff at 1122. I've gotten to travel a lot with Pastor Joby. Mm-hmm. And this is part of it, is he wants people around him who are not just helping, because I try and help. If he needs something, I'm going to take care of it. Right. But who are the people that are walking with him? Like he would tell you, that our elders, for sure, yeah. specifically yeah. Petey, <clears throat> Lars Peterson yeah. Yeah. is his guy. Absolutely. We'll ask him the hard questions. Right. Uh, I know he's got four guys, uh, Ryan Britt, uh, three guys, Ryan Britt, Paul Williams, and Sean Maxwell. Those guys stay on him. And then I'm on the executive mm-hmm. team. Like we meet every Thursday together, and I... I've gotten the blessing of getting to travel with him. Yeah. I've been around other guys, though. You and I were talking about this earlier. I've been blessed in part because of my dad. Yeah, My dad was very big like you. When I first met you is what immediately drew me to you. You had Ben and Jake with you. Yeah. And you said, I'm discipling them. That's what my dad did with me. He would right. bring me to the table and let me meet guys like Tommy Nelson and Jim Cimbala <laughs> and, yeah. and, and Tony Evans. And then when I moved here and he was the pastor at First Jacksonville, at the pastor's conference every year, and you'd come hang out with me, and 20 of our favorite people, men that you and I loved and admired, I would get to go sit down, and you'd come with us sometimes, have a meal with these guys, and you recognize, I wish that I could say all of those men that I looked up to had great character and had great accountability, men around Mm -hmm. them, but time has proven that wasn't true. Your character will be proven over time. 
Are you who you say you are? And and you and I could list names. It's probably not a great thing to do on the radio, but we could list names of men sure. who were there who are no longer sure. in yep. the ministry. Yeah. Yep. Something <clears throat> became more important. Yeah. Something became Well, and if you think your character isn't going to be put to the test. Oh. And and God quite help frankly, you. it's every day. Yeah. I mean, every day yeah. uh, you and I, yeah. Doug, we all have opportunities right. to demonstrate godly yeah. character. Yeah. It's not easy. Uh, no. Listen, godly character doesn't come out of your natural existence. Right. It comes out of a man who is empowered by God's spirit. Yeah. Of course, you see that in Paul throughout this, throughout Acts. I mean, yeah. just this man. I think so oftentimes that you know we we read a, we read the scriptures. I, I, I tell I quote this all the time, and it's actually from your dad. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many times you've been through the Bible. What matters is how many times the Bible's been, been through, through you. you. Yeah. And I think about that because. You know, I love to memorize scripture. I love to study the word of God. But at the end of the day, what really matters is what I do with it. Yeah. Is this word going to transform my life? Yeah. And, and of course, you look at Paul. I mean, as radical as he was as Saul, he's equally as radical as Paul. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's true of us. Yeah, too. Change it is possible. Be. Doesn't yeah. matter where you are. That's exactly right. Now, who knows who's listening to this right now, Brad? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where they are. It does not matter what they've done. Anything is possible because the tomb is empty. Amen. Amen. Your life can radically change right now. You can say, I, I know where I'm at. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm in need of a Savior. And I want to trust in Jesus right now. And you can do that. You confess with your mouth, believe in your heart right now. And eternity changes. Also, you can say, I've squandered it. I've blown it. Here, you and I are talking about our five kids. Yep. I don't have a relationship with any of my kids. I, bl- I pushed them all away. I, I, I've been through multiple, whatever that thing is, your character can change at any moment because it's who you really are at the core. Amen. And if Jesus Amen. can change that, that means your character can change. Yeah. Amen. I was thinking about the fact that my character is often, most often revealed at home. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just tends to be your that, guards down. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the, the real Brad comes out yeah. at home. Let yeah. one of my kids break one of my things. <laughs> exactly. I was I was just <laughs> I was just listening as I was coming into the state of Florida yesterday last night. Of all people I'm listening yeah. to, you were talking about old pastors that yeah. I used to listen to when I was growing up. I was listening to Chuck Swindoll. Oh, Insight man. for Living. Yeah. This guy, I don't know, Chuck's got to be 85, 86. He's up there, man. He's up there. He's yeah. still declaring the gospel. He sure is. And, and he was telling a story about uh, the family and yeah. his family yeah. and how he, uh, he was able to reflect uh, through a counselor yeah. that he needed to go to his children, mm. each one of them, and confess yeah. his his uh his ways his errors right. and listen we you've yeah. been there i've been yeah. there many times uh, yeah. people say gosh you have such great kids and what a great family i say despite me yeah because if it, for sure. i tried to jack it up as bad yeah. as possible listen yeah. if you're listening and that's you yeah. because that's all of us yes uh there's hope god wants in fact really god wants to do that yeah. in your life because he gets the glory yeah the fact of the matter is Whatever your family looks like, whatever yeah. my family, it is it is God. Yeah, and it is it, you know yes, God has given us His Word, and we, we're we're responsible to apply it, mm-hmm. to be obedient to it. Mm-hmm. But listen, God brings the fruit. Yeah, right. It's what He loves to do. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking about this godly character, and kind of the second part of this passage that we've been looking at this week, verses twenty-one through twenty-four. We see in Paul a life of faithful 
evangelism. It's demonstrated, though, in godly compassion. Yeah. I feel like in our world today, it, we're just all angry out there. Yeah. You know? And yeah. Uh, I'm just confessing. I mean, I'm, I am that man a lot of times, depending yeah. on what you're listening to. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, I tend to have to confess that God, give me, give me compassion. Yeah. Help me to remember, as Paul said, such were some of you. Right. Like, help me see people the way you see them. Yeah. You ever heard Joby's stripper story? Oh, man, that story's powerful. I think about that all the time. Who are the people that if they came to our church on a Sunday or if they ran into you on the street, who are those people that would completely experience the opposite of the heart of Jesus? Mm. And we all know who they are. There's people that, like, yeah. we, we just have a bias in some way yeah. instead of the <clears throat> compassionate heart of the Father that goes after the one. Would I have the heart to go after the one yeah. if it wasn't like me? easy for me to love my kids what about your kids what about the kids in my neighborhood that you know knock my trash can over whatever it is right right do i have compassion do i see the need do i see that he could change their heart at any moment just like we said earlier he could change ours yeah i want to have godly compassion just like i want godly character i I can't help but think of jesus coming down the mount of olives you've been there yeah he looks and he says they're sheep without a shepherd yeah I, i mean this is this is our lord who's weeping because yeah. he has compassion yeah. for those who are without him, and so I don't know—is that—is that—does that reflect my heart? You know, is that—is that in me yeah. to have the compassion? I pray that, it is every day, boy, more and isn't more. That, isn't that the truth? And I mean, to your point, yeah. I think of the song that says, "Give me eyes to see." I, yeah. I don't know all the lyrics; yeah. I'll have to look that up. But I love it because I need Christ's eyes. Yeah. Because Brad's eyes don't see those people. Yeah. So anyway, we'll take a quick break. Our final break. Call us if you want and. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. We'll come back. We'll talk about godly conviction when we come back. If you can't homeschool, at least show up at school. With more, here's Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy, unlicensed to parents. Generally speaking, I can't overemphasize the importance of keeping our kids out of the public school system. Yet many private schools fare no better, as they are ill-equipped to deal with expelled public school kids who get sent their way. But since homeschooling is not always a viable option, public schooling may be all that's left. If that's your plight, I'm suggesting that as often as you can, find reasons to show up on the public school grounds. If appropriate and acceptable, have lunch with your child occasionally. Confer with teachers often. Or, if time permits, help out as a school volunteer and urge other parents to do the same. This can build relationships, accountability, and a better learning environment all at the same time. Learn about Trace's book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, at LicensedToParents.org. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. If you can't homeschool, at least show up at school. With more, here's Trace Embry of Shepherd's Hill Academy, unlicensed to parents. Generally speaking, I can't overemphasize the importance of keeping our kids out of the public school system. Yet many private schools fare no better, as they are ill-equipped to deal with expelled public school kids who get sent their way. But since homeschooling is not always a viable option, 
public schooling may be all that's left. If that's your plight, I'm suggesting that as often as you can, find reasons to show up on the public school grounds. If appropriate and acceptable, have lunch with your child occasionally. Confer with teachers often. Or, if time permits, help out as a school volunteer. And urge other parents to do the same. This can build relationships, accountability, and a better learning environment all at the same time. Learn about Trace's book, The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, at LicensedToParents.org. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network and Ocean Way at 91.7. Back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes and Trey Brunson in studio with me. I was thinking about that song, little need to breathe coming yeah, in man. there. Brother, let me be your shelter. Yeah, How important. I mean, just enlighten you. As I said before, oftentimes we have these great, rich conversations during the break. Yeah, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We've had a lot of people in here that go, you, you guys ought to not take commercial breaks. Just, yeah. just run through it. Act like you're having a commercial, but I want to hear what y'all are talking about on yeah. the break. You were you you mentioned uh, Proverbs. Uh, what was it? 20, 25, 25, 28. 28. Yeah, read, a man, read that. A man without self-control, or a man without discipline, however you want to interpret that word, is like a city broken into and left without walls. Which, that's a lot of us. I and mean, we talk about godly character. You want to talk about godly compassion, even godly conviction. Mm. What are the driving forces in your life? And yeah. and so yeah. here we get this wisdom from Solomon. If you don't have some things that you say no to, yeah. if you don't have limits and loves, is how my, my good friend Ryan Britt, one of our executive pastors, uses that language. What are the things that you'll love and that should drive your limits? Mm. If you're not thinking about those things, you lack self-control, which is a wow. fruit of the Spirit. Things that are not of the spirit are going to happen in your life. So a city with that's broken into and left without walls is a ruin. Yeah. If you want your life to be ruined, have no limits, have no loves, live without any disciplines. Mm. That is good. That, you, you know how much I love to memorize. That is a good, yeah, good verse. I, Vic and I are in the process of memorizing Colossians three, the chapter uh, about putting on and putting off, and yeah. and how important it is. When you think about godly character, yeah, boy, there's there's going to be some stripping down. You you were mentioning something that Tommy said, and yeah. I, I was thinking about um, um, the the importance of amputation. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you know that so oftentimes we may be battling sin, mm-hmm. but we're not willing to you know do the radical thing of oh, yeah. amputating something. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I struggle in this area, but yeah. Listen, godly character is going to require surgery, some amputation, yeah, some some gouging out of the eyes, some yeah. some some taking off of limbs, yeah, and it, obviously that is a it just a picture of the radicalness that it requires to yeah. walk in faithful obedience to God, because your yeah. your natural tendency, your human yeah. nature, is is not inclined to do those things. Chandler used to tell the story when he and Lauren got married. 
that uh, Matt Chandler, Matt Chandler, yeah. pastor at the Village Church on North, uh, what's that, Denton, Texas, yeah. or well, Highland yeah, Village, yeah. Louisville area. Right. Uh, he told the story when he and Lauren got married that after like two or three weeks, he came in one day and she said, I, I have a question for you. Said, okay. She walked him into the bathroom and she pointed at the towels that were laying on the floor. She said, what is this? Now, Matt, tongue in cheek, said, all I know up to this point in my life is I get out of the shower, I towel off, I throw my towel on the floor. Somehow the towels get from the floor to the washer, to the dryer, folded, and back for me to use whenever I need them again. I've never considered that process until that moment. And he said, Lauren said, if you love me, you will put that towel in the hamper. Mm. Here's the thing. When there's a greater love, it isn't amputation necessarily. It isn't even work. It is It is delightful duty right. is, is what you're getting at. If God has loved us as much as he's loved us, then there's things that should naturally just fall off. Yeah. We should yeah. shed some of the things, some of the old language, some of the old habits, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. are, we're developing different disciplines. We're yeah. developing self-control out of love. So St. Augustine would say that disordered loves lead to disordered lives, meaning not that they're not good things. They're mm-hmm. not okay things, but that you're loving them in the incorrect order. Love of God should be first, love of family second. Right. You know, we, we can make a whole list of yeah. like how, how you do that. And yeah. it leads to an ordered life when your loves are ordered. Yeah. Well, that, that vertical leads yes. to a horizontal. And we, one of the things is SWAT is we always uh, quote the Shema, right? You know, love the Lord God with all your heart, heart. soul, mind, yeah. and strength. And then Jesus added and love your neighbor as yourself. It, yeah. It's not the other way around. Yeah. In fact, you can't love horizontally. Yeah. You cannot you cannot you love you don't people have. horizontally yeah. without a vertical love of God. Yeah. I was I was as you were talking I was thinking about Psalm 1. One of the first you know really uh pieces of scripture that I learned and memorized and uh, not too long ago, guy you know, my brother-in-law Tim McKenzie uh, was on, and and we were working through that passage of scripture, which yeah. most you know most of us know. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand stands in the in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. It's kind of this progressive move yeah. uh, to sitting down, yeah. and and you're talking about the disciplines of a godly man. Uh, begin really there that uh, we don't we don't walk in the counsel of the wicked yeah you know so so oftentimes yes we are we are not of this world yeah but we're in the world and but that doesn't mean we necessarily you know you better make sure you've got the vertical in line right uh and 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 to me that's one of the areas when we talk about discipleship is that that's what i want to see most early on in a man yeah. is that he's spending time in God's word yeah. and that we are reminded. I, I, I can't remember who it is. I don't know if it's Greg Gilbert. I'm not sure when you talk about the, the, the reality of the gospel that as God has converted us, he is conforming us into yeah. the image of his son. But as we're being conformed, we become so much more aware of the grace of God yeah. And, and that cross just gets bigger and bigger. We we yeah. see how holy God is, and how wretched we really are. Right. And and it really makes us. It draws us to Him and draws us to the cross and and in worship. Right. And and I want beyond everything is to be a man of godly character, 
beginning with building these walls around me. Yes. And and who is it? You know, you, you talked about those five men that are closest yeah. to you. Yeah. Will those men ask you those questions? Yeah. You know, will they put your, put, I always say, you better have a man who can put his finger in your chest. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, it. it you know, we're, we're looking at, at godly combat, godly character, godly compassion, godly conviction. Yeah. When we see sin in a brother's life, when you see sin in your own life, yeah. are you convicted? Yeah. What is it? What does that lead to? Yeah. Because uh, for us to have godly character, uh, we got to have godly conviction. Yeah. You choose the lines. Yeah. What are the lines that you've chosen in your life? I won't do this. I won't do that. And why? Mm. Um, hopefully, the scripture is informing it. Yeah. You, know, you and I talk about this a lot. I, Tommy Nelson, when I was 16, kind of challenged me buy a Bible every year in December read through it the next year, pick a plan, whatever your plan is, and then give it to somebody that you're pouring into at the end of the year. So I've been doing this, I wish I could say since I was 16, I've been doing it for over a decade now. Mm. Uh, last year I finished, I started setting some of them aside for my kids when they turn 18. Love it. In large part because they started coloring in them. They saw what I was doing, and when I wasn't around, they went in to try and do the same. They didn't know what it was, and so there's highlighter all there's over. Highlighters, yeah. You know, you turned the front of this one. Coda got all over this one the other day. I love it. Uh, but... I love that they see their dad in the word. Yes. The scriptures are defining those lines for me. Yeah. There's things I won't do. Yeah. There's things I would give my life for. Yeah. Austin Holmes and I had this conversation last week. There are certain things that Rachel and I have already prayed and said, if God calls me to step into this thing, we do it. We put our life on the line because he's worth it. We've already made those decisions. Mm. And you got to have those things. What yeah. are those things that you, I will, I yeah. won't do this. I will not go there. Yeah. I won't be at this place. I yeah. won't do it. Are you, are you, are you asking the Lord through spending time in his word to define the boundaries for yeah, you? Yeah. And then do you stay in those boundaries? Well, and, and I'm curious not to get off track here for sure. a minute, but you know, just a personal question. When I, when I meet with guys, one of the, in fact, we're going to do it tomorrow. So our Friday broadcast, uh, my good friend, David Gray comes in here. Usually it's Dave and I, yeah. and we're working through a text. In fact, yeah. we'll be working through this text. Okay. Uh, and, and we ask, we do it for Friday. It's kind of Discipleship Friday where I want people who are listening to hear what it looks like to take somebody through a passage of Scripture. You know, mm -hmm. so oftentimes we, we are not for lack of information. Now, that's mm -hmm. not me saying we don't need more Bible. We do right. need more Bible. Yeah. But we need men in our life who will challenge us not to just be hearers, but as James said, that we'd be doers of the word. Right. And so we we kind of work through the, the passage. You know, what is this, as you read through that text, what does this say? What what stands out in that text? Or yeah. or what do you see? What attribute yeah. of God right. do you see? I always say, I think one of the most important things that we can do is to learn the attributes of God. Yeah. I was uh, Hannah this weekend. Uh, so Hannah graduated from college on Saturday. It was Mother's Day on Sunday, and then on Monday was her birthday. Mm. So we're doing this all out in Colorado, but we got weekend. to talking about yeah. uh, growing up, and I can't believe Hannah, my little baby, who's now 22. Yeah. But we were talking about the disciplines that I had that took me a while, yeah. and it took men like you yeah. to challenge me in these areas about 
number one, praying for my wife every day. Yeah. Not not just on my way in the car, yeah. literally going and putting my hands on her and praying for her daily, yeah. which le- led to doing it for my children. It, yeah. One of the disciplines that I built in early on was uh, praying with my kids mm. and, and, and wanting them to pray also and actually teaching them how to pray. Yeah. One of the ways we did that was I wanted to teach them about the attributes of God. Yeah. You know, well, okay, so if I asked your... You know, if I asked Wyatt, hey, Wyatt, give me some attributes of God. Well, I mean, certain ones might be, oh, love, God is love, God is holy. just, holy, yeah. and all these things. Man, it's endless. I mean, go yeah. read A.W. Pink's book on the attributes oh, of God. You, yeah. You'll be blown away. And right. you wonder you wonder how your discipline is in prayer. Yeah. How important is prayer? And yeah. so, anyway, there's so many areas. We need, we, we need to pick back up on this, Trey. <laughs> we're, we're out of time, Just believe it or not. But we're glad here. you – I'm glad you came in, brother. Anytime, and uh, listen, I, I'm going to tag you to get back in here again. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who just tuned in, you want to send this to a friend, uh, go to SWATradio.com. You can forward this to anybody. Go to our podcast, share it with a friend. We're glad you tuned in. Join us tomorrow. David Gray and I will be in studio. We'll be working through this text again tomorrow. Till then, take care.